Today on Locked on A's, I am talking about minor league housing. So if you like it when I rip baseball a new one, you're going to love this episode. Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 370 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm talking about the announcement that Major League Baseball is mandating that baseball teams provide housing for their minor league baseball teams, or baseball players. Uh, so should be a lot of fun. Lots of labor stuff to get into. It's like a CBA primer only. This isn't going to be covered in the CBA whatsoever. So if you guys know nothing about this situation, strap in because we're going to have uh, we're going to trade some words with baseball, uh, Major League Baseball, not baseball, the game, baseball, the company. But before I get into anything, today's episode is brought to you guys by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the action. Also, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> that that goes without saying. Subscribe to the podcast. That helps. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's blowing up. It is the biggest A's YouTube channel in the universe. Uh, that is unverified fact. Um, I, I are, are there bigger ones? Probably. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into today's episode. A couple of days back, uh, Jeff Passan of ESPN reported that Major League Baseball is going to require teams to provide housing for their minor leaguers starting in 2022. This is a huge first step in treating minor leaguers like people. Just like people. Not, in, not like employees, but just people in general. Uh, we've seen too many stories of minor league players being given fire fest sandwiches as their meals uh, from the actual team that is paying them or have seen four or five guys sharing one room just to save a little bit of money so that they have a little bit of income that's not going straight towards rent. The fire fest sandwich incident was definitely an A's affiliate, so yay. <laughs> there are tons of problems when it comes to the treatment of minor league players, but pay and housing have been two of the biggest issues that face minor leaguers. Uh, top draft picks get a big signing bonus. It can be a few million dollars and they can stretch that during their time. <laughs> Easily, they can stretch that over their time in the minor leagues until they get to the majors or, you know, for the rest of their lives, either way. Um, and that can sustain them while they're in the minors. But all of the other draftees are paid maybe $1,000 or, you know, guys that are not top draftees don't get paid those big bonuses and they make somewhere between $12,000 and $16,800 depending on what level they're at and they're only getting paid from April to October. So that's not great pay for all of the hours that they're putting in. In some cases, most of that money has gone towards 
finding a place to live depending on where the affiliate uh, they're assigned the affiliate that they're assigned to is located. So if they're like a Mets affiliate, I think it's the Mets, they, they got the Brooklyn Cyclones and Brooklyn is very expensive. If you're a Giants affiliate and you're in San Jose, San Jose, very expensive to listen, to live in. Uh, you know, some of the middle of the country guys, yeah, they're probably okay. But there are some markets where that is your entire paycheck. And that sounds like fun, right? So putting in roughly 12 hour days, six to seven days a week for seven months out of the year, and they're barely able to afford a place to live, let alone like saving money or like providing for their family or doing any of those things. They're being offered a chance to realize their dream. And that is why this has been looked at like it's okay. Like we shouldn't actually pay them because it's like an internship. It's dumb. It's a dumb, dumb system. I do not like it. Um, and here, here's why. There are 217 days from April 1st to October 31st. If a player is making $12,000 over that span, if they're an A-ball player and are making $12,000 over that span, they're getting $55.29 a day. How many jobs can you make that little money? I mean, there, there are some. If you're making federal minimum wage, you're, you're making... You know, roughly that. But if you're in California, like we are, most A's fans are, uh, yeah. Where can you live for $55 a day? Nowhere. Uh, I know that this is legal and they are allowed to do this, but why is it just? Why are people like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We should totally just pay them just over $55 a day. That sounds great because they're chasing a dream. Why are... Why are the fans okay with that? I, I know that there are lots of baseball fans that are like, yeah, it's because they have a chance to maybe someday potentially make millions later on. That's not how it goes. I have stats for that coming up for you guys later, but uh, that is, it's not how it goes. Uh, basically, with the 55 29 that they're making a day, that works out to $4.60 an hour for a 12-hour day. And uh, federal minimum wage is $7.25. So they are making nearly $3 less than federal minimum wage. And they're expected to just, you know, keep going and providing the best product that they can. It's toughening them up. It, these are all dumb arguments. I'll talk about that later. Uh, even when they're not getting paid by, the, by their ball clubs, uh, you know, from October, you know, November, the beginning of November to the beginning of March or uh, end of March, they're not getting paid from their ball clubs. Even if they're in spring training, they are still contractually obligated during that time to stay in shape and be getting ready for the following season. So that means working out another two to three hours a day to stay in shape, eating right, paying for the food that you need to eat right and fuel your body so that you can potentially, maybe, I don't know, be able to be a big leaguer someday and make half a million dollars one year. Uh, that's that's what they're going for. That's the dream of many of these people is making half a million dollars once and then seeing what you can do the rest of your life. If you include that workout time that they are not getting paid for from November through the end of March, uh, then you're likely adding another 250 to 300 hours of unpaid work. And that is if they're not even working weekends. If they're working more, if they're putting in seven days of uh, of work a week, then uh, yeah, they're they're just uh, <laughs> putting in too many hours. And then you can put that into how many, how much they're actually getting paid per hour, because 
it's a year-round job. Baseball is a year-round job. It used to be, yeah, you just show up to spring training and then you just get into shape in those few weeks and then you're ready for the season. That's not how it works anymore. It is a year-round job. Some guys take off like three weeks and then that's it. So why are they making so little? It's because baseball has lobbying power and they have tons of money to make things happen for themselves. I mentioned it a couple of days ago uh, with the A's ballpark situation, but Rob Manfred said that the A's ballpark is in a dire situation. And I pushed back saying that the Coliseum is the way that it is because ownership has not been putting money into it. Baseball has the power to fix this. They don't want to. And that is what Rob Manfred was basically admitting while not admitting that in talking about the A's uh, bullpen situ or, uh, ballpark situation is, yeah, I mean, we can make the John Fisher upgrade the Coliseum, but we're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to threaten to leave and, you know, make a big hubbub so that we look like we're the tough guys. It's stupid. And the league is out to make as much money as they can. And if that means exploiting labor or raising prices while threatening to move the team, all while potentially trading away fan favorites and not updating the Coliseum, then so be it. As long as they're making their money, they are fine. It's all about the bottom line. So that is where we are starting from on today's episode Baseball is stupid. Uh, baseball, big B, not little B. Uh, MLB, not, you know, baseball. Boop. The game. <laughs> so anyways, coming up, Major League Baseball does the bare minimum and provides housing. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I will be right back. This episode is being brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you in Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. And you have the chance to chat with me, and you might even ha be, have a chance to be featured on the show because we record these, and every now and then you can use a little snippet if you want to. So if you want to be on the show, make sure to be on Green Room. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be no notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this weekend. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. I'll see you guys there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow our new YouTube channel. Uh, please. Uh, also, if you're already on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all the things down below, um, and follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And thank you guys again for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms. Uh, before I get into the actual news of the housing, I want to make it clear that baseball didn't do this. They did not mandate that teams provide housing for their minor leaguers because they're the good guys all of a sudden. They did it because there were more and more stories coming out uh, about the way that they've just been mistreating these players and even some big leaguers have been wearing bracelets that said fair ball. Um, you, you've seen them during the playoffs. Some of the Dodgers guys were wearing them which is, and 
fair ball is basically the fair wage slogan in the minor leagues. Uh, some Phillies uh, minor leaguers were wearing it for a game. I think it was a Phillies and Mets game. And then it is, you, you see the bracelets every now and then. So if you see a fair ball uh, bracelet, that means that uh, they're cool people. Uh, they're, they're like the old Livestrong bracelets. They look like that. So whether or not that's actually a bracelet, I don't know. That Livestrong bracelet. Yes, they're bracelets. Okay. I was saying it right. Anyways, so baseball is doing this basically to just avoid bad public relations. That's what they're doing. They're trying to avoid just another PR nightmare because they can't get out of their own way. And they can never get out ahead of an issue and just do the right thing from the start. So uh, they... They are now being pushed into action. They're not the good guys. They were forced to do this. And providing housing is uh, basically just Major League Baseball getting pushed into action. That's all this is. It's not because they're like, hey, yeah, we, we've been hearing some reports. That's a, They should have been doing this from the beginning. They should have been seeing these reports and like their own internal reports. They shouldn't have need ESPN or The Athletic or... The Chronicle, I don't know, uh, to be doing these reports, these gotcha pieces. They shouldn't need that. They should know the facilities already. That's what should happen. Uh, so here's the news that I've been alluding to the entire time. Major League Baseball has yet to outline a formal plan, but the plan will involve helping uh, players find housing for their four minor league affiliates for the A's. That means Vegas, Midland, Lansing, and Stockton. Those four affiliates will have housing located, provided. I don't know. We don't know what's going on yet, but we know that something will happen in where they sleep. Uh, the cost for a team uh, housing all four of their minor league affiliates at home for one season that's like if the A's wanted to house all of the players in Vegas, Midland, Lansing, and Stockton, it would cost John Fisher less than a million dollars. It's not a lot of money to just do the right thing. It's not a lot of money for a billionaire to do the right thing, especially, uh, I have a Steve Cohen joke here. Steve Cohen, I'm assuming, loves the investment opportunity. If you can get one guy, just one person, that turns into like a Chad Pender out of this situation, whereas they would have just been washed out because they couldn't afford it. They they were tired of the grind. They couldn't do... If just having housing gives you one Chad Pender, that is so much surplus value. It's an easy investment. It's an easy investment. And that would pay for it for years. Not, not just one year. That would make it worth it for like the next five or six years because you have control over that guy and you can trade him if you want to. You, you can do so many other things. It helps giving, taking things off of a minor league player's plate mentally, physically, it, it helps. I don't know why they don't see that. It's like, you know, Google providing uh, ping pong tables or whatever, just providing free coffee. Little things definitely help the morale, help you get the most out of your employees. And I don't know why baseball hasn't already been doing this. Uh, they're, this isn't what I wrote at all, but they have Billy Bean going around and talking about Moneyball and principles and, you know, applying that to sports and doing all that stuff. But they're not having the guys from Google come in and tell them how to run successful businesses either. So, uh, you know, it's just weird. Um, just wanted to throw that in as it came into my head. Anyways, uh, if just one player makes it, they are it, basically if you have one guy that makes it. For $1 million, for $1 million, you were getting 120 lottery tickets, probably more, but 120. If you got 30, 
uh, players at each affiliate. That's 120. That's 120 lottery tickets that you are now purchasing. And if one of those hits, that you have so much surplus value from that one player hitting. And that's, I only mentioned the Chad Pender. If you get somebody that's even better than Chad Pender, who's, you know, a pretty decent player, but he's not, you know, Mike Trout, you're probably not going to get a Mike Trout out of this situation. But still, you get a couple of Chad Penders, well worth the investment. And Jeff Passam says in the article on ESPN that when players are promoted, organizations typically will provide them a hotel for a few days, and then the player is expected to find housing themselves. So they're in a new city, they have to go to work 12 hours a day, and then they also need to find a new house with limited money or credit? That sounds like fun, right? We should definitely make minor leaguers just figure out the world on their own when they're 20 or 21 or 22. Why has it taken so long for this to happen? And we don't even know what's happening. We just know that, like, yeah, it's supposed to happen. We'll see what does happen. And I want to say that uh, the common argument against paying minor leaguers more is that when they, they play a game. And we shouldn't have to, they shouldn't be getting, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And only a few people actually get hundreds of millions of dollars, by the way. Uh, they shouldn't be making that much because they, they play a game or it's an internship. And that's why minor leaguers don't need to be making all of that money. And those don't hold a lot of water for me. Uh, an internship is supposed to teach you skills in an industry. And whether you land a job with the company you're at or not, you're learning valuable skills to be used later on. But guys that don't make it playing baseball in the minors don't get to keep playing baseball forever. Eventually, they either play overseas for a couple of years until they wash out or maybe get called back, or they get to go to independent ball where the pay is even worse. And then they move on to their actual careers for the rest of their lives. This is not an internship. And if your argument is that they get to play a game, then uh, so they shouldn't be getting all that money anyway. Uh, how do you feel about the sport itself making money? They're raking in billions of dollars each season. So shouldn't the owners not be getting paid since it's just a game? Is, isn't that how that should work too? Why, why do the owners get to make money if it's just a game? Silly, right? It's weird. And so I'll, I'll leave you guys here with this. With the new four affiliate system, uh, there were academy. There's academies in Arizona and you know, the Dominican and all that stuff. But uh, with just the four affiliates, there are roughly 120 minor leaguers for each big league team spread out over 30 teams uh, per season. That is 3,600 players. There's definitely more. It's probably closer to 4,000, but let's say 3,600 players in the minor leagues. And I'm, that's probably an undersell, but I'm going with the undersell for this one. In all of Major League Baseball history, which has been around for 140 years, there have been just over 20,000 big league players. So if you're saying they play a game, that they're going to be making all of this money. No, there's literally zero guarantee. Uh, I know that there's going to be overlap on which play, you know, uh, say uh, Sky Bolt is in the minor leagues again. Yes, he is at one of those 3,600 players. You, you got a guy that's there for a few years. Yes, but it would take, I don't know, six years, seven years for those minor league players to outgain how many big league players there have been in 145 years. So it's not like it's a guarantee, you guys. You should probably give them a little bit more money so that they can kind of make ends meet while they're doing this. And, you know, trying to put on this show for us to watch for entertainment. Just a thought. Uh, so if you think that the rate of success and just reaching the big leagues is so certain, uh, so minor leaguers don't need to be paid a living wage, you're, you're just wrong. That's 
the bottom line. You're just wrong. That's it's not how it goes. Coming up on the show, the difference between stipends and provided housing. I'm going to get into it, so stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. They sent me another box. These these guys are just amazing. They sent me two. They wanted me to try one new flavor, and that was the blueberry muffin, which I had. It's delicious. And I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not. I'm, I'm going to say that they do, because they also sent me the coconut brownie chunk. And oh my God, am I so happy about that. I'm saving them. They're such a delicious treat that I want to save them so that they actually feel like a treat when I get to them. And if you guys are unfamiliar with Belt Bars, they're protein bars that taste like candy bars. You're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein. You got calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar, only four or five grams of net carbs. They're all amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. And they are all available at built.com. And you can use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order when you go to built.com. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop on mobile on, on, or mobile website, there you go, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. That is a new promo code locked on to receive the bonus. One word, locked on. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, the NHL. Uh, you got boxing, UFC, right down to your favorites, favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports, and that is because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on our new YouTube channel. Wherever you like to hear podcasts, follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So the big question on Twitter after this announcement was made was whether teams would be providing actual housing, you know, like a physical building where they're like, okay, you live here now or they'd be providing a stipend, which is basically reimbursing them for their rent. And there is a reason for this. Uh, providing the building for the players to live means everybody would be together, and as players are called up, the affiliate would have room to accommodate new arrivals, and you're just like, okay, hey, welcome welcome up here, Tyler Soderstrom. This is Midland. Uh, you live here now. Have fun. And you, you can just rotate the rooms. Seems fairly simple, right? You just get a little building. It'd be great. Right? Just in a little apartment building. Not a big investment. And then, you know, you don't got to do a whole lot of work on it. A stipend, on the other hand, uh, the lesser option of the two options, in my opinion, uh, it, it would basically task the player with still finding a place to live, which is not helping their mental capabilities whatsoever. And in... Some, I mean, some, some of the players might enjoy that, but generally what happens is that these players will sign a lease for the duration of the season because 
you can't get like a month-to-month -month lease or like a week-to-week -week lease just because you might get called up at some point. So they're still locked into these and the team might pay for it, but you're still figuring out like, okay, well, what I need this receipt from this guy and I'm not in that city anymore. So how do I get this so that the the A's or whatever my team is can pay me for, you know, the stipend. It's just another, it's still a hassle. Stipends are still a hassle. And if somebody started out like in Lansing and worked all the way up to Vegas or even Oakland, they would accrue three different leases all the way through, which isn't eliminating the stress portion of the housing equation, just the financial one. And sure, you still have the money, but uh, mental stress, uh, again, baseball, mental game. You want to be sharp on the baseball field and not eliminating that is just stupid. So provide the actual housing, not a stipend. That's what I say. And teams are supposed to be grooming these players for a career in the major leagues. That should be the goal. That that is the goal, but whether or not uh, baseball teams actually try to make that happen, eh, debatable. And they should be helping each player reach the best version of themselves on the baseball field. That is, you get, you're going there for the coaching. You're going there for all of the stuff. You need to be able to be mentally present and not worrying about, hey, where am I sleeping tonight? That's not something that they should have to deal with, okay? Just, just a thought. I don't know. It's a billion-dollar business. Shouldn't be a, a question. Hard takes, I guess. Um, so if they have to deal with housing, foods, and staying in shape, and getting through and getting enough nutrients along with any personal issues that crop up, like a family member dies or, you know, stuff happens in life, you know, they're not immune just because they play baseball. So if they got to deal with housing, food, staying in shape, getting all the nutrients that they do and, you know, calculating all their stuff, and then if anything happens personally, the teams are basically putting up blockades into the sports, is what I'm saying. Uh, they already got to do all these other things. You should make it so that they only have to worry about the personal issues that pop up, not everything else. The team should be taking care of all of that stuff while also compensating them fairly. Uh, so they're just putting blockades up into the sport where the more well-off players, the guys that got the top draft picks and got the big signing bonuses can lean on, you know, their parents or their signing bonuses. And they're allowed to continue the grind while other players have to call it quits in order to provide for those that depend on them. Not everybody is an 18-year-old with, you know, no kids or nothing going on and, you know, just a cell phone bill and, a, you know, a car, maybe. That's not the case for everybody. They, it needs to be... You need to widen the net a little bit, and then you get a little bit more diversity in baseball. And I'm not just talking black, white, and I'm saying, you know, there are people from the South that also could use help. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm picking on the South. From lower income families that could also use help. It's not a black or a white issue. It would help just to widen the net that you could pull from, I think. And making it easier to gain access to baseball should be a focus for Major League Baseball if they truly want to diversify their sport and attract top talent to baseball instead of having them choose other sports consistently. You gotta make it easier to play baseball, you guys. And this is one of those things where you could be a college player and you're good at two sports and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, hey, well, this one, uh, this one's easier for me because they provide housing for me. It, it's not that hard. It's a layup, you guys. And sure, maybe 
the player in question is also good at layoffs. Anyways, providing housing instead of a stipend would be eliminating one of those extra barriers to playing baseball and could lead to more diversity in baseball too. And that's why I like providing the housing in general. It's great that baseball is taking this initial step, but how they go about implementing it and it basically, yeah, how they go about implementing the housing requirement and what comes next to benefit minor leaguers is going to be something to keep an eye on as well. Baseball did the bare minimum. Congrats. I want to know what they're doing next as well. This is a step for 2022. What are they doing at the All-Star break? What are they doing in 2023? What is next? Because minor leaguers have been mistreated for, you know, too long. And this can't just be a simple fix. This can't be, we provided housing, now everything's fixed, we're good. Um, it, it, it's got to be more. So I wanted to make that an episode for you guys because minor leaguers, uh, <laughs> it, it looks easy. It's not. Um, but anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. So once again, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Now go make Sully and Locked On MLB your second listen. Locked On MLB is free and available on all platforms. Coming up on the next episode, we're talking about the A's minor leaguers that are participating in the Arizona Fall League. Lots of them are Rule 5 eligible. What's that mean? What's going on? I go over it all on the next episode. So that's it for me today, guys. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.